Today on Talking Hockey, we'll be talking about the World Junior Championships. We're going to talk about the Jets and the troubles they're having within the Central Division. We've also got some New Year's resolutions to make. And Hockey Card War is back. Nice. Can't wait. Let's get into it. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. hockey fans it's talking hockey the hockey talking show season two episode 12 the new year's edition i'm co-host tom with me as always co-host randy glad to be here glad to be here yeah me too i'm always glad to be here honestly uh it's an enjoyable time getting together talking hockey uh we've also got our local craft beer of the week with us this week we've got something by trans canada brewing company called the uh, Avro Arrow. I guess it's just called Arrow. There's no Avro in the name. Probably some trademark issues with that. So possibly. Yeah, it's an IPA. Uh, so I think maybe without any further ado, let's just crack these and see what happens. Hey, eh? this is a, a rarity. We we ra- we usually drink cans. Yeah, that's right. So we got to uh, dust is, off the bottle opener I think here. This is the second. Uh, Second time this season we've had a bottle. We had the uh, hop pun by that's Half correct. Pints that was a, a good few one. weeks ago, and that's a bottle. So yeah, you don't get that classic nice sound, but I'll give you. We'll give you a, a clink of the bottle when we get her tapped here, and then that'll that'll give us our sound effects that we need. So here, right by the mic. Yeah. All right. There, cheers. How was that for you? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, the IPA here from Trans Canada. Yeah, um, we have featured uh, their uh, amber ale before called Lamplighter, and on the cover of that is a uh, real nice hockey scene. So, um, yeah, Trans Canada Brewing Company on Caniston, aka Route Ninety in Southwest Winnipeg, uh, real nice brewery, and this here Ar- Arrow IPA is. Uh, well, she's uh, pretty tasty. tasty. Yeah, six point eight percent. Yeah, sixty IBU for those of you that know what that means. Yeah, keeping score at home. <laughs> yeah, and uh, please uh, drink responsibly. Then I will. Um, so yeah, today on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, we're gonna get into some World Juniors. Um, we're in the thick of it right now. Canada just defeated the Czech Republic today. It being New Year's Eve today. Um, and uh, so the round robin is over, I believe, and they're into Correct. the yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever you call that sort of playoff uh, of the tournament. And then uh, we're also going to touch on the Winnipeg Jets, your Winnipeg Jets, uh, kind of sputtering lately, but uh, we'll get into that. So actually, before we do any of that, mm-hmm. um, two things. I guess this is our last episode of the decade. So that's, that's right. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Monumental. But the other thing is, how about that digital mailbag? Oh yeah. Is there any like uh, have have the peeps been? Because over the past week, I've had some nice little comments okay. from people, like nothing specific, but just saying that you know they're enjoying the show and yeah. you know keep getting pucks deep and get pu- yeah. get some pucks on net kind of thing, but. Uh, any any shout outs? How's how's Chicago Matt doing these days? It feels like we haven't uh, even given him a shout out lately. Yeah, um, well he's doing good from what I understand. He's got a new uh, human in the world that belongs to him, so he's you know taking care of that and still doing his uh, hockey blog and stuff. Uh, he's a, he writes on the what's it called again hockey, hockey buzz hockey buzz. So for, yeah, for maybe. If you're listening to our show, chances are you're a pretty pretty big hockey fan. So if you haven't checked out hockeybuzz.com, it's a decent site. You know, you, you might you might read some 
you know, some far out there trade rumors kind of thing. But overall, there's some good, good discussion on there. And that's where yeah. Chicago Matt, I guess, blogs for yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Panthers. Yeah. Or uh, blogs about the Panthers. Some, yeah. 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 Um, so to, uh, to be honest, so like our uh, talking hockey intern has kind of dropped the ball uh, technology wise classic in, in that. Um, so I, I got a new phone and then, all my social media stuff, I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it on my old phone. And so I don't use it. I just like, so that I don't use it, um, you know, like all the time or whatever. And that's a uh, good move. Yeah. And it, it was working great until we uh, got back from our holiday road trip and I can't find it now. So I can't <laughs> log into any social media cause I can't remember any of my passwords. So, <laughs> so, uh, I haven't actually been on there since Christmas. So, so you know, it's secure though, because yep. I'm hope. Yeah. I mean, if can I can't it. remember the passwords, I'm pretty sure nobody else can, but anyway, I'm, I'm either going to find that phone, uh, or, you know, reset my passwords. So as far as the digital mailbag question goes at this point, I actually have no idea. Okay. We have been getting nice uh, feedback from, uh, from people though, like, um, uh, UMF, UMFM uh, guru Jared, he's been he's uh, shared some fun, interesting feedback and stories. Which uh, he's going to share some of those stories with us on air in the new year. We're going to get him on right the on. show, and um, and then just yeah, I don't know I, off the top of my head. There's been some, and and Chicago Matt has sent in some uh, mullets and. Uh, like pictures and stuff like that and like, you know, random stuff. So Sweet. we appreciate that. So that's a, on Instagram at vintage. No, sorry. That's what it used to be called. It used to be called vintage hockey hair. It is now called at talking hockey podcast uh, on Instagram. Give us a follow. Email us at talking hockey pod. No, sorry. I always say at, it's just talking hockey pod <laughs> at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And then we're on Twitter at the same thing. Talking Hockey Pod. Yeah, at Talking Hockey Pod. And so, yeah, umfm.com, Apple Podcasts, that's all the business. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think one of my resolutions you might see towards the end of the show when we do those, I might try and, you know, well, I'll leave it. I'll leave it right there for now. But like Tease them. Yeah, yeah. I'll tease you in that I resolve to probably do something about my uh, online disabilities <laughs> anyway. uh or abilities yeah 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 so cool yeah i was just curious about uh if the if the people out there were sending any messages yeah but, well uh, chicago matt says hey what's up to big rand right on big rand uh yeah so let's talk about the world junior championships going on over in ostrava czech republic they're being split between ostrava and trinic or something yeah, like starts that with a t and um so that's like Eastern Czech Republic. Ostrava kind of borders Poland, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I did not... I've never been. Uh, I have been to the Czech Republic, and I loved it. I thought it was a really cool country. Um, we went to a few different places. Ostrava was not one of them. But I'll tell you, watching this World Junior makes me really think like, man, next time it's in Czech Republic, I have to go. The people are fired up. Oh, they're fired up, Randy. And I think that part of that's to do with the like $1 beer prices at the rink or something. Well, that never hurts. Yeah. So today's game, Czech Republic and Canada, probably one of the marquee matchups of like, like for the host country. Uh, also, they, they say, okay, Canada, the big dogs are coming to play. First place is on the line, too. Yeah. So... Tickets were like $17 Canadian or something like that. So it's it's not expensive. And then you look at like next year, it's in Red Deer slash uh, Edmonton. I guarantee tickets will be like $80 starting at yeah. 80. Beers are $10, you know, standard sort of Canadian rink prices. Um, and and the, the, they just, the fans aren't as rowdy because we've got all these comfy seats and, uh, men, uh, you know, like... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like things to keep us preoccupied, you know? Right. Yeah. Distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, how about this? Do you think in the next couple of years, once the Winnipeg ice have their new arena built, is there, is, you know, think, you think Winnipeg could ever host having two rinks like that in the same city? I could see that. Um, 
the trend is to do the split as well. You have your sort of main city where the like finals and stuff will be, and then you have a so second like a Winnipeg city. Brandon could work exactly yeah. a Winnipeg Brandon. I could see that happening. Um, I would love to see that happen. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But like with this new rink that they're building for the Winnipeg Ice, what's the projected like capacity of that? Do you know? I think it's like six thousand. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting. They'd probably end up using the big rink where the Jets play for like if they did host it here. But yeah, I, like that rink that they were what where Czech and U.S. played yesterday. It was at the same rink where they played today. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, Ostrava. It yeah. doesn't look that big. Apparently, it holds ten or twelve thousand. Okay, it, to me, like it, well, the fans are going so berserk. It just seems yeah. like it's just they're right on top of the ice. Yeah. Like the, the atmosphere in there, especially, and we'll get, we'll t- discuss the USA check game in a little more in depth here in a few minutes. Yeah. But, um, just when you, f- when you see the energy is that high during the game, the fans are just losing their minds. Yeah. And I, I like the way they chant too. And that's very sort of just European, I guess, like with the soccer and everything, they always have these songs and stuff. <clears throat> but the, they were chanting today and I heard them chant it the other day too. Like, I guess it's, we want a goal. Um, when Canada was leading for nothing today, the fans started chanting, we want a goal. And it worked. I it guess. worked. So, <laughs> and the, and the building was rocking too. eh? and it was, um, I guess like a, another thing I like actually is on the penalty kill. I've got a couple things about the penalties in, in the world juniors, but one thing I like, when the host team or, you know, the team with a lot of uh, fans in the stands is on the PK, they make a lot of noise. Uh, it's kind of like in football when the defense is on the field, you know, you make noise so that the offense can't, you know, make communicate yeah. or make a play or whatever. So they, they do that a lot. They whistle and they just like make a bunch of noise. And I think that's a pretty cool penalty kill tactic, to be honest with you. I like it. Um, wouldn't mind seeing that picked up over here a little bit well and like the whistling thing that's like almost like booing like that's when Mm. they're whistling that's kind of what they're yeah you know you know trying to whatever like throw off the distraction techniques yeah yeah and it's uh it's it's crazy like and and like the chanting that goes on and then like this the stomping or like you know every like all all the sounds that a lot of drums yeah in the stands and stuff too so it's kind of cool. I like it a lot. Um, the the Czech fans have definitely been having a good time. They've been putting on a good show for um, for for the television audience and stuff. And I just I have a quick little uh, something I want to share with you here, just about the penalties. So it's just like every every time there's a penalty, they play this song in the like arena and it's just like so ridiculous i'm just gonna play it here it's So is yeah, that when the guy is going to the box? Yeah, so oh, okay. lo- like uh, after the ref <laughs> blows his whistle and it's just like without fail every time. And there's been so many penalties because it's international hockey and the refs call everything. Everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, although a lot of the replays, you're like, well, that's a penalty. You're not going to not call it, I guess, right? But yeah. they call everything. So <laughs> I just, I just love that song. <laughs> Well, on the topic of penalties, let's let's talk about that game yesterday between the Czechs and the U.S. Yeah. So the U.S. were up three two. This was like uh, what it was like thirteen minutes left in the third, third or something. Yeah, like um, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, I I guess oh there was a delayed penalty. The yep. Czechs had the puck in yep. the U.S. zone. They With were the working. goalie pulled, so it was like six on six on five. five. Yeah. yeah. And they scored, but. Um, leading up to the goal, one of their players basically cut across the crease and his shoulder kind of clipped the U S goalie. Yeah. And you know, the place went bonkers cause they tied it up. Yeah. And then the refs went to the timekeeper box, looked at the replay. They waved it off. The the cloud, the crowd went berserk again in in a bad way. The opposite way. Yeah. 
And then the uh, the Czech coach, did you see that? He was like yeah, doing draw like, a TV. He, was, he was drawing a TV with his hands. And like <laughs> what didn't make sense is they already reviewed it and he asked for like a review of the review or something. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what the heck was going on there. So then they went back and they reviewed it again, even yeah. though they already reviewed it. So yeah. it's like how are they going to, are they going to change their mind? Yeah. Well, let's see on this before when I reviewed it, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. mm, okay, so he clipped him, but you know, like the, the guy, the, the Czech player didn't, uh, he wasn't in the crease, although the goalie was, excuse me. And, um, he kind of just brushed by him and I don't think it was intentional, but it was simultaneous with the puck going past the goalie. Yeah. So, it impeded the goalie's ability to make the save. So that, he, that was why they yeah, called it. He but, clipped his head though. Like, yeah. you know, so it, I, I would have made that call. I would have said that, yes, yeah. that's interference. When you look at the replay too of it though, the, the ref was standing directly right there He's right and there. looking right at he it. He was like four feet away. Like looking yeah. right at it. Yeah. So he didn't call it in real time. It's weird. There's a lot of weird refing stuff that goes on during the world juniors and today in the game, Canada and Czech Republic. So you didn't see this, but, uh, as you were out, uh, in the commerce world, I was, your, uh, returning yeah. a, a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. So, um, Canada gets a five minute power play because of a, what I like to call the Milan Lucic move, like stick between the legs. Oh there. yeah. So, um, the Czechs were in penalty trouble. Canada was already up a couple goals at this point and the emotions were running high and a Czech player gave, um, a Canadian guy, the old stick between the legs got called five in a game. So five minute power play. So, uh, on the power play, like, you know, not even a minute in, um, Canada's moving the puck around beautiful pass to the sort of like backdoor area and the, the, I can't remember which players it was, but the Canadian player takes the shot. The Czech goalie dives across, makes what looks like a tremendous glove save, like unreal, like beautiful save. Call on the ice, whistle, saves made, whatever, game, like there you go. And then for whatever reason, they decide to review it. So it wasn't like a challenge. It wasn't anything. It was just like, they're reviewing the play on the ice or whatever. And they went over to the box and the refs put on the headset and looked at the monitors or whatever. It took seven plus minutes. Like it was ridiculous. Well, where was that and, in the game? Uh, first period. So I th they must be reviewing every single goal. Yeah. Yeah. That must be the rule. They review yeah. every goal. But this wasn't a goal. But in the end, it was a goal. They made it, a, they counted it as a goal because upon replay, when you zoomed in, slowed it down, reversed the angle, the puck barely crossed into the net. And so I wonder who requests that. Like, I know, yeah. like it was kind of stupid to me because I'm like, the refs on the ice didn't call it. So they don't have, like, you have to overturn what you didn't call. You know what I mean? Like, but I guess maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess they have to review every play, yeah. like or every play that's a potential goal. Who, like, yeah, like, if, they, if there's a, a if there's a potential that it was a goal, it's, it seems like it. they're reviewing it. Or if it was a goal, yeah. they're reviewing all the actions around the goal yeah. to make sure it's a good goal. Because I guess they just don't want a tournament won or lost on something that wasn't something. called. I guess. Yeah. So it must be like the double IHF somewhere is 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 reviewing this or saying like review that or whatever play but the fact that it took more than seven minutes was ridiculous especially since on the ice it looked like a big save could have been a momentum builder for the checks on that big P, uh, pk they had yeah you know in the end canada scored a couple power play goals it's four nothing before you even know it um and you know what the checks in that game against the u.s i think the u.s scored a goal that went off the camera in the back of the net and came out real quick and it looked like it wasn't a goal or something like that and and then it was the lengthy review and whatever, and it was a goal. So I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I don't love the reviews and all that. I yeah, think I, like it just, it's the day and age that we're living in now that sure. I think 
technology has fully immersed itself in the game. For sure. And, and we're, we're just gonna... figuring out how to use it because like in the NHL with all these offside reviews, I hate those. They're the worst. The skate blades up a fraction of a millimeter and well, it's whatever. I, and I think the... that's eventually got to change. And it's just, as long as you're straddling the blue line, mm. like if one leg is over, like it doesn't matter if your blade is up. Yeah. I think it should just be like, as long as one leg is on either side. Yeah. Cause otherwise, yeah, that's like, um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about Canada's road to, uh, winning the, the pool because yeah. basically they, they, they got a, like, you know, it seemed, seemed like they were off to a good start. They beat the U S six to four there and yeah, big opening day, uh, uh Daw- boxing day win. Dawes was like in net there and mm-hmm. everyone was seeing how calm and cool and collected he was yeah. and liking it. And the, the thing that concerned me in that game was Canada's penalty kill was brutal. Like every time the U.S. had a power play, it was like, oh, they were here scoring. we go, they're scoring, and they would they would have tied it at the end of the period there on a on a power play, but the t- clock had just run out and it was ruled no goal. So there's one case where the review came in uh, favorable, but uh, yeah, it was just like their power play was, or sorry, their penalty kill was not good yeah so but then you know they pulled out the win alex lafreniere with that uh, beauty oh beauty like knockdown the and then the yeah. deke and yeah. game winner there and then they added an empty netter and then the, the whole world win. came collapsing the <laughs> next game yeah and it so. and like you know i i watched part of the game but you know to me it seemed like the russians did their homework yeah. and it it, it you know, with Dawes making all those glove saves in game one against the USA, pretty much if you look at a lot of those Russian goals, they were going blocker side right. and they were scoring. Yeah. So, you know, they basically found his weakness and and took advantage of it. And then our boy uh, Joel Hofer went in, I guess, yeah. for, for he, part of that game. He allowed two on 20-something shots, so not too bad. I think Dawes had a, just a rough outing, starting with that first one that kind of bounced up over his shoulder and then rolled down his back or something. Yeah. But that was the one game I didn't actually see because we were on the highway, so I didn't catch that one. But, uh, you know, cut the replays and everything. And then, yeah, tough, tough loss to Russia. They, they said that was like the worst world junior loss for Canada, forever. Team Canada yeah. forever. Yeah, which is, is wild and hard to believe, but... Hey, what are you gonna do? But those those the Czechs beat the Russians on open on Boxing Day as well, and that was a that was a good game. I watched that game, and uh, yeah, that was a real big win for the Czech Republic. And then in and, Game Three, it, it was it seemed like, um, you know, which Canadian team is gonna show up? Are the yeah. team that had trouble with the Russians, or is yeah. are they gonna kind of dominate Germany like how they normally they do? should? Yeah, and. Uh, I, think I guess they, they ended up being four-one. Yeah, the Germans scored a late one to kind yeah. of take away the, the, shutout. the shutout. I think it was a power play. Maybe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. actually a five-on-three. Yeah, yeah. So if I think if there's anything that and and today they beat the Czech Republic seven-two, and I know at least one of those was a power play. I think the first one was. So it's kind of like. If anything, the penalty kill for Team Canada needs to step up for the the medal round or whatever you call this next set of games. So well, they would get the bye, I think, because they get the they finished first. first overall in their pool. Yeah, so I think Canada and Sweden get to jump ahead to the semis yeah, so this... or court. I don't know how that works, but anyways, there's still lots of hockey left. If you're not watching any World Juniors. You know, you missed the round robin, but there's still a lot of good hockey left yeah. to go. And it's like how you mentioned, Tom, it's fast hockey. Like, yeah, it's just, were, were we, did we say this before we started I think that recording? was before the show. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's like, it's very frantic. Like every shift is just, like it's so intense, right? Like, especially when the home team, the home crowd is just like going nuts like they were. But it's just like the emotions run high. You got you to gotta remember, like, these are teenagers, right? I, I heard on the broadcast today in the Canada broadcast, uh, old Gord, uh, what is it, Gord? Gord Miller. Gord Miller. Oh, for sure, Gord. Yeah. Uh, him and Ray Ferraro doing the, the broadcast. And, and he said, every player in this tournament was born in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy smokes, well, eh? I saw, <laughs> I saw, like, a meme on Twitter it was like, tis the season for shaming teenagers or something like that. Like, or like, yeah. you know, cause like 
these these kids are like age 17 to 20. Yeah. And then the years where maybe Canada doesn't win gold, it's like 90% of the country just shits all over them. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's like, like these kids are just putting their hearts out for oh, like a country of 35 million yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they end up being like, if they don't win gold and they don't blow it's a out, failure. Yeah. If they don't yeah. blow out teams, it's like, Oh, we got to revisit the whole hockey Canada structure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to retrain all our coaches. Uh, Tim Hortons will get a new set of ads on the air about, you know, whatever. And it seems like every other year it's like, Oh, see, you got to play hockey 24 seven. You got to play it in the summer and you yeah, got to do yeah. this. And then, you know, they uh, lose and it's like, Oh, you got to play other sports. Yeah, You got to do the multi-sports. <laughs> you can't just play hockey. You got to do the baseball and the soccer and yeah. you got to give the kids a break and then <laughs> back and forth. It's like, Oh, see, that's why we lost because we don't play 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Finland and Sweden and, you know, Czech Republic and Russia and Germany and all these countries, their, their, their programs are just sort of improving. It's kind of like, if you look at, I mean, I don't know, this is a dumb analogy, but I was going to say like Apple stocks, like everybody's like, Oh, Apple stocks are falling. It's not because the product is, uh, less. It's just that there's other products that are as that are starting to become good. People catch up, yeah, you know. That's yeah. what happens. So you know, Finland for all their six million people in the country or whatever. Is that it? I mean, I don't know. I okay. can't remember, but it's 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 like a fraction of Canada's population, and and yeah, they've got a heck of a uh, hockey program over there, obviously. So you know, it's interesting to sort of see the world catch up, and Germany has been having a couple real good years lately. Um, I hope that they survive relegation or whatever you call that when you get demoted because they're in danger of that right now. But um, yeah, I think Kazakhstan is probably on on its way out of this group. Yeah. But um, like Germany won silver at the Olympics last year. Remember it was that last year, but of course that wasn't any pro players. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's pretty awesome for them. So yeah. But uh, what else we got about the World Juniors that we could uh, chit-chat about here? Well, I guess the the one the thing we should maybe just spotlight is the fact that the goalie for Team Canada is a yep. kid from Winnipeg. Local legend. He And he was he was a local legend That's a few right. episodes ago. Kind of spurned his uh, ascent to greatness here. But it's good it's good to have that hometown boy on, on the team, you know? Like, there's, yeah. there's been a few seasons where they're... Maybe isn't a Manitoban or a Winnipeg or whatever, but the fact that uh, Joel Hofer is uh, yeah. seems like he's the number one goalie for Team Canada now, and yeah. it's going to probably be that way till the end because yeah. any any losses now and you're out. So yeah. he's probably. I think he'll be getting the nod next game for sure. So, um, and and uh, I've we, my hometown's got a kid in the tourney too, Jared McIsaac, number fourteen on the back end, who I've thought he's played. Very well. Like, he's very steady back there. He scored a goal against the Czechs today. Uh, Rister from the point, posting in. and um, But he's just been looking real good overall, I think. Um, he's a Detroit Red Wing draft pick. So maybe he'll be on the wings in a year or two. He apparently had shoulder surgery this year. Didn't come back until November the like, 30th. Played three games for the Mooseheads in Halifax. And then went to the World Juniors. So <laughs> let, like, let, let's talk about one last thing here for World Jays, and then we'll move on to the Jets. But yeah. what are your thoughts on Lafreniere being injured? And I guess what they said, there's no fracture, there's no ligament tear or anything like that. Yeah. But they're kind of keeping him out as a precaution because they also don't want to mess up his future. Sure. So, like, obviously, his agent is, you know, concerned about that. Uh, I think Team Canada would probably just rather him play, but. You got to, it's a fine balance there, obviously, but, um, like, I don't know. I mean, if he's, uh, if he's good to go, I don't understand why he's being held back, but if, if he's not good to go, then I, yeah, that's fine. Sit him. Like if he's not a hundred percent, whatever the rest of the teams, like, I well, mean, they've, having, they've, they've won both games yeah. since he's been out. So. Having him in the lineup would be nice for sure, because he's obviously a heck of a player, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's not like um, they suck without him, you know? Like, he's he's just part of the team, and the team can go on without him. But 
I, I think though, like I would, I would rather team Canada just be like, you know what? Like, like I, I don't want to see them hold him out just because maybe his draft ranking will slip or something stupid because of this injury. Like I would rather just, if he's good to go play him. Yeah. He's on the team. That's what he's over there for. So whatever. But I think then it comes into like the agents and it's all, you know, hockey's a business these days and money and blah, blah, blah. So you can't do anything without, you know, some agent somewhere saying something. So I don't know. But I do have actually, before we move on, I do have one last thing I want to mention about the World Juniors that I think is kind of interesting is like, how so many players are sons of former NHL players, especially on Team USA, but the Czech goalie, the third string goalie who had to come in today, Malik, he's Marek Malik's son okay. from, that you play, scored that. Yeah, yeah, between uh, the legs Between goal. the legs uh, shootout goal. Back well, also, in, Adam Footson is on Team Canada, yeah, Adam right? Footson's on Team Canada, but like Team USA has got a Drury, they got a Pavanka, they got a... Um, who else they got here? They got a... Uh, Statsny, they got. Uh, so was was would that be like a Anton maybe or something or or the other fellow I don't know but he's probably Paul Statsny's like nephew or whatever. right yeah 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 but it's crazy like they um yeah they uh, I don't know man it's crazy like and it just makes you think about the hockey program in the USA so there's like 300 million people in the USA or whatever it is and you know hockey's kind of growing. But traditionally, it was Minnesota, Massachusetts, and um, what's the other guy? Michigan. Those are the three states where hockey players came from. Right. And now they're like from Everywhere. all over. Well, you got Austin Matthews from Arizona. Yeah. And, and they're coming from all over. And they have, they have a pretty good program in the states for the juniors. But like, it's obviously kind of an opportunity thing, I For think, sure. well, because you look at and, and Keith and Kachuk, like both it. of his sons are in the NHL now. Exactly. Like, like yeah. it, so, and and then you look at all the like half the American team is like sons of former pros and stuff yeah. that are like Canadian or European or whatever, but they the kids are born in whatever city their dad played hockey in Columbus exactly. or whatever. Well, Max Domi, yeah. Like born in Winnipeg because his dad was a Jet at the time. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, it's kind of cool to see because those were players that we watched growing up. Yeah. And then now that and we're now older, like we're sons, seeing their kids. Yeah. Like so holy shit, we'll I, be in our sixties, in our sixties, and it'll be like <laughs> their kids. We're yeah. Like you know, Ty Domi's grandson's gonna be playing. And then we'll be it's like, like, oh like, yeah, I the... remember Ty. He played hockey. That was <laughs> awesome. Is the only way to the <laughs> NHL to be the. The offspring air? of yeah. uh you know like a former pro i guess but no i i, I think though that kind of just speaks to two things like the growth of the game but also just like the accessibility of the game isn't that high anymore like you have to have money and everything yeah. and there's like a lot of investment that goes into becoming an elite level athlete and stuff and it's well and it's kind of a shame to see there's no more bobby Orr's just skating on perry sound you know like getting well there might be but no yeah, one it's like if a tree exactly. falls in the forest and yeah. no one's around to see it then. yeah some kid at the forks today i was down there skating you know there could be some some little tyke there but he just doesn't have the money for registration fees and whatever and he's just but yet he can you know dangle with the best of them hard to say but anyway that's a whole nother topic so <laughs> yeah but uh yeah the world juniors have been they've been fun they've been good so Let's, yeah, like I said, if you haven't been watching, uh, there's still lots of hockey because there's still all the the kind of the playoffs and then the medal round. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this thing goes till like what January third or fourth. I would think I would think next weekend will be when the gold medal game is. Yeah. So yeah, the fourth is Friday or Saturday, or maybe like this weekend even then. What's today? I have no idea. I haven't worked in so many days. It's today like, is. Yeah. Today's the third. It's New Year's Eve. I know that much. Yeah. What day of the week is it? It's a Thursday. You know, uh, Tuesday. It must be Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say maybe by Saturday or Sunday, this thing's all wrapped yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, tune in. Anyway. Yeah. So Randy, how about them Jets? Well, you know, <laughs> they had a, just a huge back-to-back against those St. Louis Blues that they, they just can't the seem to beat. Defending Stanley Cup, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. 
Well, last season they did in the regular season, they kind of owned the regular season series. But then, of course, when the when it mattered in the playoffs, the Blues won the series 4-2 and then went on to win the Cup. And so far this season, uh, the Blues are two games to none on Winnipeg as they dropped, as the Jets just dropped both of their games. One was an overtime loss uh, that was here in Winnipeg. And then just yesterday, I believe it was. No, two Sun- days ago. Sunday, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Blues kind of thumped the Jets. Gave a real, like that. real 4-1 spanking there. Well, that first that first game there at home, like it to me it seemed like like wow like they they battled back and they tied it up mm-hmm. david perron just seemed to be he's like he's a jet killer like well, as soon as he crossed the blue line i was like well there's a goal because like, he's just... he i remember him scoring an overtime goal to beat the jets when he was with vegas right it just seems like he's no got their what. he's got their number yeah also like you know, he's playing on a line with brian o'reilly and they just seem to kind of mm. take over the game uh almost on a nightly basis but it was it, it it was nice to see that the Jets did battle back and tie it up against the division leader. Like yeah. they could have fallen over and just given up. Um, but the fact that uh, you know they they battled back and uh, it was it was a, what a four four game and they lost five four or I think it was three uh, three. They lost four three. Oh yeah, I think. Uh, Blake but, Blake Wheeler scored the tying goal with less than a minute to go there, which was uh, a nice scenario there for him. But yeah, it was good that they got the the tie. They got, they got, they the, got point. the point. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, you know, I guess the Jets, you know, their afternoon record has it now was perfect. It, it was perfect. It's now blemished. It's, it's now. down yeah. to six and one. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if that was just like the hype of. Or you know, overhyping the yeah. the afternoon success. Yeah, but it just seemed like or just coincidence. They, they didn't show up that yeah. day, that game. No, they were they were looking slow, and the power play looked as it has this season, not great. And you know, they had their chances, but they just weren't uh, they weren't doing it. Although they did get like three posts. And Biddington is good, but he's also lucky. <laughs> but you got to be good to be lucky, and lucky to be good, as they say. And Jordan Bennington, I don't know, man. That Isn't guy, that a Bob Cole line? I hope so, because like yeah. I love Bob Cole, and so I'd be, I'd be. Um, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that before. Yeah. So it's just you know it was it, it was St. Louis's night there for sure. But like the fact that they've lost now back to back against Central Division teams, they got a game tonight, New Year's Eve against the Colorado Avalanche. By the time you listen to this, you'll know what the scoop is on that game, and. So it's another Central Division game, and they the Central Division is toit, 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 toit like a tiger right now. It's uh, they're all within a point of each other basically. Well, the Jets Except are for now... St. Louis, St. Louis at the top, and then there's like Colorado, Dallas, Jets, Minnesota, all like one point separated them. Well, St. Louis is in first with fifty eight, and then Colorado's in second with fifty. So. St. Louis has a healthy lead. Yeah. Dallas is in third with 48. Yeah. Winnipeg is in fourth with 45. So even if the Jets win tonight, they're still not in third. Right. Um, but they have one game in hand on Dallas. Minnesota is two points behind the Jets. And Nashville is three points behind the Jets. Okay. Chicago, five points behind the Jets. Even Likely Chicago is, I don't know. It just, it, they just, they're it, not good. But also, they're not bad because it's but, crazy that the Central Division, the worst team is Chicago, and in any other division, they'd be like, not the worst team, I guess. Well, Chicago like, is twenty fifth in the league. Okay, they're but they're like, yeah, they're not good. they're not great. For they're sure. the they're the sixth worst worst team. Yeah, in the league. Okay, um, they're kind of killing my. I'm, no, statement I'm, here. But the, <laughs> no, the, the yeah. problem with Chicago, though, is they just can't win consistently. For sure. They'll kinda, win here and they'll win there, but they just can't put a string of wins yeah, together. And I, I would assume that our boy Kyle Anton Chuck would agree with me with on that one. They're a good team, yeah. but they just can't win uh, regularly. Well, then you got to kind of think that if the it continues that way for the Hawks as we le- get to the trade deadline in February... They might be shipping a few parts out, you know. You might it might be the end of 
Brendan saw it in uh Or is this Chicago. the year that Seabrook or, or Keith or somebody yeah, ships out? Or or could could Corey Crawford be on the move? Well, or, I would think that one of those goalies has to go. Yeah. Because well, having Laner and Crawford, uh, basically, um, I, you could pr- potentially say two starting goalies. Yeah, exactly. And and Laner's only on the one-year contract. So what might happen is that they sign him to an extension and trade the other guy. Or they trade Laner and keep Crawford. You never know. But I would it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, uh, one of those guys go. But... The, the central's tight, man, and and sh- and Winnipeg's got to start winning some divisional games because they had a great November. They had a eh, kind of December. So what's January going to be? You know, and I oh guess, yeah, their November they were just on fire. Yeah, but also you got to think they lost Perot for a while. They lost got Cop. so many injuries. Uh, Brian Little yeah. has, is out still. Like that's, Kulikov that's one is out still cop is out still. Uh, that's one good line there. Those three yeah, guys are yeah. like everyday players that could be in your top yeah. six or top nine. They're stretched a little thin right now. The jets are. So that's, that's kind of craptacular for them because I don't know. They just like, they don't have the personnel right now when, like it's been well documented on the back end how sort of makeshift it's been, but they've been doing doing a fine enough job. But now with all these other injuries, it just makes you even stretched more thin. And then, yeah, I don't know. So at the, the same time, though, like I think this could be a blessing in disguise. Like you're you're in a way you're kind of resting your players, um, and all you need to do is get in. Like we've said this a few yeah. times this season. If on they can Talkin hang Hockey, with the pack. Just just stick stick in the group and yeah. then you know make your move near the end, then you're you're good. Like even a team like Tampa, they're still floating outside the playoffs, mm-hmm. but their winning percentage, like based on games played, they're like second. Yeah. So like it just it's it's a it's a it's a marathon. You know, pace yourself. Well, and... exactly. And if, if this is just a little sort of valley in the season for Winnipeg and they can turn it around and just continue to get some wins and, you know, play stick with the pack, then, yeah, I think it's a playoff team. Hopefully this little dry spell doesn't turn into like a 10-game losing streak or something, you know? I have the perfect question for you. Okay, and this cool. Is, this is something that I was... This could be... A, no, it's not a pants episode, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. or a pants segment. Yeah, yeah. So... I was thinking about the Jets playoff, like perfect playoff scenario. Yeah. So they're not going to get first, right? They're just, they're just too far behind St. Louis. I don't like, I don't think they're going to get first, right? Yeah. Like that, that's a, th- that's something we can agree on. I think so. Yeah. I think St. Louis is probably gonna St. Louis or Colorado are probably going to win first. Okay. Yeah. So second seems like it's potential, but that might be tight. So, yeah. I would say third in the central is, yeah. a, is a decent landing spot. Yeah. So, but if you finish third, there's a good chance you're either going to play Colorado or St. Louis in that first round. Okay. So that's one scenario. Yeah. So, but if they finished in the first wild card spot, that means they would get to play whoever finishes first in the Pacific. Okay. So would that be the ideal? Like, not that you're going to try and play games with where you're finishing. Exactly. But would that be the ideal almost, spot to maybe finish? Because then you'd get to play whoever it is, if it's Arizona or Vegas or Better whoever. matchup, maybe. Yeah, I'd almost take Arizona over uh, St. Louis or Colorado for sure right now. But would that, would that first wild card spot might, like, would that be maybe... The sweet the, spot. The sweet spot. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Um, I kind of forget how the playoff format works now because, yeah, it's like, it's not just like one versus eight, right? Uh, so. So whoever wins the central. Mm-hmm. If they essentially get. They get the, one of the, the wild top cards. top team in the West plays the second wild card, right? Yeah. So what if, if it's the top team in the Pacific well, or top team in the Central? Either way. Basically, it's whoever's going to win the Central will be the top team in the West because no one in the Pacific is going to catch St. Louis. No? In my opinion. Okay. No. They could. Yeah. Okay. But, but, you know, for simplicity's sake, yeah. it's basically whoever finishes 
first out of the two division leaders That's the, gets the gets the shittier the, wild card team. Yeah, yeah. And then the other leader gets the other wild card team. Oh, okay. And then, and then two then and three. Two and three play each other from each division. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think wild card would be where the Jets kind of want to be this year maybe, but. Because to, to play Colorado and not have home ice advantage, not, you know, <clears throat> although tough, the, the Jets have been good on the road, but I just, I was looking at the standings there the other day thinking, where should the Jets finish to like, you know, yeah. get a good, good kind of Well, they're, good they're shot. almost, what, like halfway through the season, they're approaching 40 games played, right? So Is that what it is? I meant to check that. They're, they're in the Oh, they're 30s 39, still. yeah. So yeah, they're not so quite halfway through. Yeah, but... So there's still a lot of hockey to be played, but if they can kind of replicate this first mm-hmm. half, then I think they're a playoff team. But yeah, maybe they're probably slotting in in a wild card spot rather than in the top three in the division. But that third spot in the division might be a possibility, either them or Dallas maybe, you know. But, well, uh, the, the classic, if the playoffs started today, yeah. <laughs> the Jets would be playing Vegas in the first round. Yeah. Well... I would like to see that rematch yeah. of the Western Final. From and a Calgary years ago. would be playing St. Louis. Yeah. Well, and they could. Uh, I mean, it, there's a lot to consider there. I think we didn't really touch on it this episode, and I think we should move on to our hockey card war. But I think that next episode we should get into the Jets' uh, trade deadline acquisition. Yes, internal. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, I think you all. No, we yeah. need Dustin Bufflin. Uh, is he <clears throat> going to come back, and will he be the piece that the Jets need at the deadline? And then they get get to save their first round pick. But, we we all loved uh, Stasny yeah. and what he brought to the team. Yeah. It just seemed like that was the ideal trade deadline yeah. acquisition, and like that was as good as it gets. We almost went all the way there. Yeah. Last year, Kevin Hayes maybe left a little of a bad taste in our mouths. Yeah. Leave you a little too be desired that maybe it, you know that could potentially happen again or or even be worse yeah and you know may, do you want to mess up yeah you never know you, what you're gonna get in a trade deadline uh deal when you deal away a first round pick but you kind of just hope for the best and if you can get a if you can get a big name oh my god if you can get a big name uh <laughs> coming back for a first round pick then or for without a first round pick, AKA Dustin Bufflin. But look, we're going to get into that next week. Right now. I want to talk about pro set hockey cards, French ones. Um, 1991, 92 pack of pro set hockey cards here. We got 15 cards in this pack and we're going to play some hockey card war. Should we do like the real deal here and I'll just have my own. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, there is, other ones in here? Oh, yeah. these are like miscellaneous, but like there's probably an unsealed pack in there. Or uh, no, sorry, sealed, right? Because then it's Ron the Hainsey. It's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, nice. So there's some real good cards in here for sure. But oh, like, no, wait. I don't have a pack like that, I don't think. Oh, no. What's that one with all the blue? They're all the same in the back on your left hand. This is just a... Oh. A holder, like oh. a, the protectors. Oh. Nice. <laughs> you got? Did you get protectors? No. No, I got no, no protectors. Okay, then let's let's. Uh, holy shit! Upper deck. Oh, nice. Do you How wanna, do you want to do? You want to split that? Do you want to just split this one? Yeah. Or do you want to like go randomly? Oh, that's a classic year right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that is the Opeaches. Um. Yeah, let's okay. I'll let's, open. Let's split that one. It's it's yeah. always fun when it's closed because yeah. I I've, I see a couple of my cards here already. Yeah, so I've just opened a pack of ninety one ninety two pro sets, and oh man, I looking at these, I'm like, yeah, I had a lot of those cards in my uh, card albums back when I was a kid. So I'm just gonna cut it right down the middle here, without counting. I think that's about the middle. One of us will have seven. One will have eight. I, I have seven. Okay, I got eight. So I've got the tiebreaker. You've got the bonus card. That, that works because you had it last time we yeah. did a 15-pack of cards. So so for those of you that this is new, uh, this is a game called Hockey Card War. Yeah. We basically crack open a brand new pack of cards. We don't look at 
any of them. No. And we just throw th- throw, throw the cards the down, and we gotta pick who wins by if it's a cooler looking dude or <laughs> if he's really a sometimes, better hockey player. Yeah, sometimes it's the stats, but sometimes when it's a tie, you're just going with the the, the look of the card, the card or whatever. So, yeah, so these are some classics from our childhood here for sure. So let's get her started in uh, one, two, three hockey card war. Oh, you've got Ray, Ray Shepard, Shepard of the New York Rangers. I got Mike Lalor of the Washington Capitals. Might have to refer to the back of the card for this one and see who's, um, you know, coming out on top. We got a defenseman, Mike Lalor. He's got six points in 68 games for the Washington Capitals. And all the his descriptions are in French, so I can't really translate at this time. But it might be saying, like, oh, he's a real key... De- stay-at-home defenseman. <laughs> so Ray Shepard had 24 goals in 59 games. Okay, for sure. Half a goal a game. We'll take we'll But take also, the, the best thing about this card is, like, he's playing against the 90s Jets there in the background. Well, so he is. <laughs> Very nice. Definitely a Molson add on the boards there. So definitely Ray Shepard takes that one. So one nothing, Randy. Okay. All right, card Next number round. two. One, two, three, hockey card war. Oh, geez. Oh. I forgot about these ones. Oh, what is that? Proset did like these like yeah. historical cards. Okay, very nice. Why don't you describe to us what you're seeing there? Well, this seems like uh, some sort of game between... It's like very old time. It's like a tin type photograph, you know? <laughs> like, oh, They call it sepia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't even know what this says. USA. Something le complex sportif moderne. So it's like maybe the f- very first indoor hockey game or something like that. I can't even tell who these teams are. Yeah. Anyways. So we'll just call yours historical hockey. Yeah. And then I got Rick Tockett of the Flyers. Oh, Rick Tockett wins and look by at far. No helmet, slap oh, yeah, shot, the, the... hair in the wind. Like they got the golf symbol there on the boards and the orange from the golf just matches his jersey just yeah. beautifully. Oh yeah, golf uh gas, gas stations, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett with a rocket. Yeah, he had forty goals that year, so not too shabby. He's from Scarborough, Ontario. Home of uh No, I was gonna say Doug Ford, but no, he's from the other side of Toronto, Mississauga or whatever it is. Anyway, so here we go. Round I just, three. I just looked at mine by accident. Okay, I, I, have, I don't know mine. Oh, oh I threw it upside down. Jeff Lazaro. Oh, Lazaro. I got Derek King of the New York Islanders. Oh, I remember Derek King. Jeff Lazaro, not so much. Derek King, right winger. Yeah, I mean, 45 points in, 90, in 66 games with the Islanders there. Um, I don't know. Well, I think the only thing going for Jeff Lazaro here is this haircut. Then he wins, I think, for sure. That's a good one. He's got the old uh, lightning shaved into the side of his head. So My, uh, like, Adam hockey team did that. We all <laughs> shaved, like, stripes into the steps or whatever up our sideburns. Oh, we didn't have sideburns at that time. But... There you go, Jeff Lazaro yeah. with the old uh, lightning bolt haircut. Very nice, very nice. All he right. walks into the barber. He's like, give me the lightning bolt. <laughs> Oh, I was going to... Okay, we still got time here. Okay. I got to just... A little technical... uh, Okay, we're good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next card. One, two, three. Hockey card war. Oh, yes. Oh, the classic he got traded card. Oh. So it's like his jersey is one and then... Oh, no, not not those classic (laughs) ones. But this is Tony Herkus. Oh, yeah. But he's on. He's got a Quebec Nordiques jersey, but he was traded to the Sharks. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, was that even traded to the Sharks, or was that like the Sharks? Uh, what do you call it? Expansion draft. It says échangé pour San Jose. Okay, yeah. Well, I would assume sounds that means, like a trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, see a Winnipeg Jet there. Yeah, I got Pat Elenyuk. Pat Elenyuk, yeah. Elenyuk. Actually, I think his Jets. son actually is playing hockey. Like. No. Not maybe World Juniors, but yeah. I think he's got a he's decent a career on his way. Nice, yeah. nice. Pat Elena. He was a snipe, sniper for the Jets. Yeah, well, look at this. He had 31 goals in 80 games in 1991. Um, 34 assists, 65 points. Yeah, pretty good. And those, those are... Jets jerseys are my favorites. Yeah, they're real good. I think The 90s Jets blue jersey. So there's rumor that the Jets will be playing Minnesota in an outdoor game 
If they what, wear those jerseys, if, what if they brought I'm these going, ones back and Minnesota yeah. put the North Stars, North Stars ones on? Oh, buddy, that'd be good. I'd have to go. Yeah, number fifteen. Might have to go to the Mall of America too. Pat Elenuk. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, next round. Next card. One, two, three. Hockey oh. If I don't win this one, then that means you have Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and I don't have Gretzky. I got an all-star, Thomas Sandstrom, but you've got... I got Patty Roy. Yeah, the king, Patrick Roy. Yeah, nice card. Um, yeah, I got a LA Kings of the Campbell Conference all-star, Thomas Sandstrom. He was a good player. Yeah. Well, I mean, his stats aren't on the back, but he's got a nice hairdo. Oh, he's got he's rocking the old uh, All Star jersey. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, those are sweet All Star jerseys. And they uh, they just announced the All Star teams for this year, which we'll get into next episode. But uh, and he's rocking the Sherwood Seven Thousand. Oh, good stick, PMP. Yeah, beauty. Probably got a Paul Coffee curve on that baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from but Canadian yeah, no, Tire. No doubt your Patrick Roy uh, card. Trumps that for sure. In action. And uh, if you look at the hockey puck, they're playing against the Bo- uh, Boston Bruins. Oh, classic matchup. That, In Boston. That's like the best uh, rivalry right there, I think. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. couple cards left. Here we go. Next card. Yeah. One, two, three. Hockey card war. Jimmy oh. Carson. Oh, and I've got Peter Sidorkowitz of the goaltender for the Hartford Whalers. I always really liked Sidorkowitz. Twofold. Because of his name, Sidorkowitz, and that he was a Hartford Whaler, and I had a soft spot for the Whalers because they were just, you know, so weird. But I like uh, I like I like Sidorkowitz. I think Jimmy Carson's claim to fame was being traded for Wayne traded Gretzky. Traded for Gretzky, yeah. But so he's a Red Wing in that. So he would have played two seasons for the Ed- Edmonton Oilers, and then yeah. he played four games one year for Edmonton, and that that season he was yeah. moved to Detroit. I re- I read about him as part of that trade one time and and some sort of book and he uh yeah he never clearly lived up to his quote-unquote expectations i think because there was a lot of pressure oh, obviously for sure. being traded for yeah. gretzky but he he had like a 50 goal season or something i think at one point but um well 49 his his, his okay. first year with edmonton yeah. 49 goals 51 assists 100 points nothing to sneeze at that's for sure Okay, last one for me, and then you got the bonus card. Yeah, all right, and go. I got Steve Larmer, and he was a bit of a sniper for Chicago Blackhawks. And I got, I got Esatikinen. Oh, geez, that's a real good showdown right there. That's kind of our first good showdown. I think if they played one on one, it would be like it would go to overtime. (laughs) Tikinen would shut down Larmer, and Larmer would try and. Just yeah, that's a that's a good matchup. Esatikin and kind of one of the original Finns to come over and and real make a name for himself in the NHL. Played alongside Gretzky and stuff, but he was like he was always consistently 60, 70, 80 points or something. But he um was known more for his like I think shutdown brand of hockey. Yeah, he he was definitely a pest out there. Yeah, I would. Honestly, I would give this one to Tikkanen because Tikkanen being a part of such a that dynasty, dynasty he was a key teams. part of that uh, Oilers dynasty for sure. Steve Larmer, you know, he scored a lot of goals, but for the Chicago Blackhawks during an era where they didn't really do very much. Yeah, Larmer was good. I always liked him though. Forty-one goals, forty-three, thirty-one, forty-four. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of a lifelong hawk too. Like he didn't really. Yeah, I don't remember him going any, anywhere he, else. He, we'd have to check the hockey database, but he probably ended up somewhere else, you know, as they did. But uh, for the most part, he was a Chicago Blackhawk, as far as I can recall. He's from Peterborough. Nice. Him and uh, Bob Ganey probably hung out back in the day going to Pete's games. Well, the tiebreaker card that I've got is Eric Weinrich of the New Jersey Devils oh, yes. defenseman. Uh, Back when the Devils were had the red and the green. Yeah, I really like those uniforms. I can't say as I recall Weinrich as a player necessarily. He he was kind of like a... Standard defenseman. Yeah, stay at home. Yeah. I mean, he had four goals this year. So, yeah, he's not... Like, up to this point, his NHL totals were 97 games, six goals. So, you know, he was... 
He was uh, his job was to keep the puck out of his net and not put it in the other net necessarily. But yeah, I don't know. Sweet jerseys, I'll tell you that. Uh, the Sweet red jersey, green, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. So for those of you at home, if you ever want to play hockey card war, just get yourself down to the local store that ever. You know, I we I got these ones from Dollarama. They have the two dollar hockey card packs. Yeah. Cracker open and uh, have a nice little fun game of hockey card war. Yeah, for sure. It's a pretty great game. I don't know who who won that round. If it was me or you, we each kind of had a couple victories and a bunch of ties. I think so. I think I think you won that one. I think you had a uh, couple more. Couple more. There, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, okay. I think I only won with. Uh, with lightning bolt haircut and Patrick Waugh. <laughs> Le- Jeff Lazaro. And Lazaro is, uh, you know, Spanish for lightning bolt. So, Is it? No. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. But we could always pretend. But, yeah, so that's the pro set deck of cards right there. And uh, as we finish up our citrusy IPAs, our uh, Arrow IPA by TransCanada Brewing Co., I ask you this, Randy, um... Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, you see, Tom, my lifelong thing was always my resolution is never to make a resolution okay. yeah. because I would just do that. Like, I don't <laughs> wait till New Year's to do things. Sure. I would just be like, you whatever. Make, you make weekly resolutions. But in the case yeah. in the case of talk and hockey, yeah. I'm going to make a, a talk and hockey related yeah. resolution. Yeah, yeah. And I think... What I would like to do is just to make sure that uh, we maybe look for new ways to incorporate, you know, people that are listening to the show. Sure. Okay. A little more interaction with right. our listeners. Yeah. Um, Radio 2.0. Yeah. Just, just like, <laughs> let's see if there's a way that we can kind of, uh, you know, increase a little communication between us and uh, the fine folks that are listening to us. For sure. All right. Well, uh, that sounds like a good resolution. Um, we'll we'll aim to do that. Yeah, and I think that's part of. So uh, yeah, I kind of had a, a resolve to maybe be better on the um, on the internet as far as getting out there and making some reaching out to the to the listeners and making them part of, feel part of the show. I think um, it's kind of you know like we're a, a hockey talking show, but I think we've got a lot of other stuff going for us in that, you know, we're just, we're just a couple of dudes out there talking hockey and we're not pretending to be know-it-alls or insiders. So I think maybe hopefully you can tolerate us and we're a little more relatable in that way. But I think, so my, my, uh, personal, so that, that just kind of a tie into yours, but like my other resolution that I would like to make is Randy, I'd like to resolve to get a few more goals this year. Uh, when the hockey season started, I, I, I set a goal for myself to get 10 on the year. Okay. And uh, currently I've got seven or eight right now. So well, I'm you're on, close. I'm, you're, I'm you're close. Getting, yeah. So now I want to take that 10, that goal of 10. I want to reach it, but I, I want to I score a pile more goals. So that's my resolution is just to keep on, keep on keeping on, score some goals, see what happens. And I got a brand new stick, so that can only mean one thing. <laughs> Hopefully, more goals. I hope so. So yeah, we're running out of time here. Uh... Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like the show, tell your friends, subscribe on iTunes, uh, share it, and let us know uh, feedback wise. You know, at Talking Hockey Podcast. There's the whistle. So we're on our way out here, but. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Talkin' Hockey. Just tell them what this song is all about here. So this is about Dave Schultz. It's by Dave Schultz. It's about the penalties. Just tune in. We'll see you next week. Baby, how long will you keep me in the penalty box? Baby, I'm wrong. But it's lonely in the penalty box I know I broke the rules But rules are broken by fools Baby, how long Will you keep me in the penalty box? Love is like an ice hockey game 
sometimes it can be rough. Girl, you got me so all aflame. I never, never get enough. You got me charging and cooking, holding and hooking, and then you blow the whistle on me. When you gonna let me go free? Don't you know how slow go the penalty clocks with their tickety tocks in the penalty box? That's a good one. 